We're going to be in Acts chapter 3 and verse 1. Acts chapter 3 and verse 1. I had a, a professor who was sharing with me. He'd been a pastor for a number of years. And the first church he pastored, he was a young preacher, uh, had a lot to learn. And he said that uh, there was this family in his church who would uh, invite him over, and they just they they ministered to him, and they were an older couple, kind of imparted some wisdom there, and helped him out in so many ways, gave him good counsel, and uh, he said, "I don't think I would have made it were it not for that family, who poured their life into me." Uh, I want to tell you something. There is something powerful about giving of our time, of our resources, uh, relationships to other people to help them in their walk with God. Now, obviously, we all have limited time. We, uh, we have limited uh, opportunity to give. Uh, but we all can do it in some measure with some people. And so as we follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and that, that can be a very powerful thing that we do uh, to invest in the kingdom of God. Um, and we all need other people to invest. I, I, can't, I was going through this week thinking about all the people that God has used in my life. Probably some of them I don't even know about. But uh, many that I do. And, and God has used in different ways with different gifts uh, that, that have made an impact in my life. And I'm so grateful for that. Uh, we all need that. And we all need to be used by God to do that for others as God leads us. Uh, Peter and John are going to the temple, and there was a man who would sit out by the entrance, one of the entrances there, uh, and he would beg for money. He, he was lame. He, he couldn't work because his legs wouldn't work. Uh, and so he would, he would just beg, and whatever he got was what he lived on. Uh, and day after day, year after year, he continued to beg for money until one fateful day. Peter and John were, were going up to the temple, and they see this man, and apparently the Spirit of God speaks to Peter's heart. And the Bible says he looked at him intently. And uh, he says, look at me. And so the man looks up, and he's thinking, oh, I'm about to get some good money here. Uh, this is more than just dropping a coin. This, I'm going to get some good money here. He says, silver and gold have I none. I, yeah, I can just imagine the man kind of going, oh, no. Uh, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. And he grabs a hold of his hand. He lifts him up. And all of a sudden, God begins to strengthen this man's feet and his ankles. And somehow, he already knows how to walk. Why? Because it's a miracle. He, he knows how to walk, not just walk. He's jumping. He's leaping. He's praising God because God has done an amazing work in his life. And God's not through using what God has done in his life. And we, we don't have time. We're not going to get to that part of it today. Uh, but what a work God did. But you see, he used Peter and John. Because Peter and John were willing to be used. 
If you're just available to God, did you know God can use you in a profound way? He really can. Uh, so um, this man's life would be forever changed. And I think as he puts his trust in these words that Peter is sharing and in the, the name of Jesus Christ who is providing the healing, um, I think he's on the path to faith. If he's not already trusted Christ, he's on the path to faith and he'll be changed inside. Did you know God brings an inner healing that is just profound? The Bible says any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things are passed away and the old uh, and all things are become new. Uh, and, and what a wonderful truth that God heals and changes the human heart. But you see, God used people for his work. That's what God chooses to do most of the time. So uh, we need to be available and trust God to use us as we go through our day-to-day -day lives. Uh, at the time, my message is effective giving. Uh, we're not just talking about money here. We're talking about a time, relationship, resources, whatever God may lead you to give. Effective giving. How do we give effectively? Uh, that's kind of the idea. And so look with me at verse 1 of Acts 3. It says, Now Peter and John were going up to the temple for the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Uh, a man who was lame from birth was being carried there. He was placed each day at the temple gate called Beautiful so that he could beg from those entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter the temple, he asked for money. Peter, along with John, looked straight at him and said, Look at us. So he turned to them, expecting to get something from them. But Peter says, I don't have silver or gold, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. And then taking him by the right hand, he raised him up. And at once, his feet and his ankles became strong. So he jumped up and started to walk. And he entered the temple and with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God, and they recognized that he was the one who used to sit and beg at the beautiful gate of the temple. So they were filled with awe and astonishment at what had happened to him. Uh, I love the fact they see this man. They recognize, hey, that's the man who used to be this. Now he's this. Isn't that the story of how God converts a soul? Uh, praise God, I used to be this way. Now I'm this way. Thanks to the hand, the miraculous power of a sovereign Almighty God, hallelujah for that. Uh, so, effective giving. How do we give effectively? Well, first of all, you need to take the necessary time. You need to take the necessary time. In verse 4, Peter, along with John, looked straight at him and said, look at us. Now, in order to appreciate that, if you have ever watched people around homeless people who are begging for money, you know the dynamic there. Many people look the other way. Maybe they walk the other way, okay? They're, or they ignore. Peter and John took the time to recognize this man 
someone made in the image of God, somebody who Jesus died for, and they sensed the leadership of the Spirit, and they spoke to him, and they began to minister in his life. They had to take the necessary time. You know, sometimes we get our lives so packed full of things to do that it's hard to even focus on anything else. We need to allow ourselves a little bit of margin to let God disrupt our schedule and take us on a different path. Um, you remember when Jesus, he was, he was traveling to heal someone, and the crowds are thronging around him, and this woman, she comes up and she touches the hem of his garden, and she is healed from her bleeding disorder. Now, Jesus delayed. He, he turns to her. He speaks to her. He, he ministers to her right where she is and lets her know that her faith in God has healed her. And uh, as a result, he's late getting to his appointment. But when you're Jesus, it doesn't matter if you're late. You can still do what you need to do. <laughs> and so Jesus took care of both situations. But, um, you know, there are going to be those times in our lives where the Holy Spirit will tap our shoulder and say, you need to take some time out for this person. Did you know if you obey God, he can take care of what's left in your schedule? <laughs> I, I've seen God do that. I, there will be days, there'll be weeks where I'll have several things come up and they're unexpected things and I have a, a whole lot less time to do the things that I would normally do. Uh, and God supplies, sometimes in advance, but sometimes after the fact. I'm like, how in the world am I going to get done with everything? And God will bless my time and use me in a more efficient way to get the things done I need to get done. Because he's God, he can do that. Uh, and when we take that time, it might mean the difference between somebody going to hell or going to heaven. Because we take the time to stop and pay attention to somebody in need. Um, I remember a time I was fishing in Texas. We uh, had a spillway I used to go to, and there was a man across the spillway from me. It, was, it wasn't a, a real wide spillway. And uh, I had talked to him, you know, said hi to him a few times as we'd been up there, but I just sensed the Lord leading me to talk to him. And so I, I, I don't even remember what I said if I asked a question. But we got into this conversation and it lasted well over 30 minutes. I don't know how long it lasted. And uh, God gave him clarity on the issue of salvation. He was from uh, a, another denomination. Uh, and he just told me, he said, he said, I've been trying to figure this out for years, for decades. I, he said, for the first time, I understand why Jesus came to die. Now listen, I want to tell you something. I know I had a divine appointment that day. The Holy Spirit had tapped on my shoulder. Now, I was fishing. You say, you didn't have a scheduled preacher. <laughs> but listen, whatever the case may be, we need to be willing to let God use us and take the time to speak to that person who is in need as the Spirit leads us. And so they took this time. And this man's life is completely changed because of it. All right, so effective giving. You need to take the necessary time, secondly, you need to acknowledge what you don't have. You need to acknowledge what you don't have. Verse 6, but Peter said, I don't have silver or gold. 
someone once said, well, the church no longer has to say, I don't have silver or gold. Uh, and the other person says, well, neither can they say, rise, take up your bed and walk. And so, um, but I, I like the fact that Peter acknowledges what he doesn't have. Did you know you and I can't meet every single need of every single person? We just can't. We're all limited. We all have limited time. We have limited emotional energy. Uh, but God can use us in the specific ways he's called us to be used. We had a, a man in a church where I, I was growing up. I overheard him talking uh, with my parents, and he was saying, you know, he says, I don't have a lot of gifts, but I do have a really good gift of making money. And he said, and I can bless people with the money uh, that God has given me. And he did. I mean, he blessed our church. He blessed uh, people that were in need. Uh, he was a very generous man, and God greatly used him. He knew what his lane was. He knew how to get in that lane and to, to, to work in that lane to the glory of God. Uh, others may uh, serve, and, you know, you may serve. Uh, isn't it interesting, Elijah, when Elijah is in the pit, he is, he is discouraged, he is depressed, he is through, he's over. This, this ministry thing is too difficult. I, I'm just, I've, I've had it. And, and he, he goes, he flees uh, from Jezebel, who's made a death threat, the queen who's made a death threat. And he goes out to the wilderness, and God sends his messenger to do what? To cook a meal. How significant is cooking a meal? Well, I'm going to tell you something. It was very significant for Elijah. That's exactly what he needed. He needed to just get aside to eat, to gain some energy, to sleep. Now, some, you know, I, I kind of like to think it's the angel of the Lord who's spoken to him, you know. Uh, the Bible didn't specifically say that it is. But um, he comes to him and he meets the specific need Elijah has in his life. You see, you and I, all of us can, can meet needs in various ways. Uh, and just because you have a spiritual gift doesn't mean you can't help people in other ways. But generally, if you can get in the lane of your giftedness, you'll be a lot more effective in the giving that you do of your time and of your, of your, gift, of your gifts with others. Uh, because God has designed you with your personality, but also with your spiritual gifts for specific purposes. So you get in that lane and you'll be the, the most effective that you can be uh, for God. Uh, you've got to recognize what you don't have so that you can do what you do have, right? Uh, Peter and John did that pretty effectively. Uh, they had a word from the Lord uh, that this man was going to be healed, I believe. They were assured of that in their hearts, and they speak to this man, and he is healed. Uh, so, this is what God had given them to do. They didn't have the silver or gold the man was asking for, but they had something more significant. Did you know the world is asking for a lot of things? You may not have what they're asking for, but you've got something more important. You've got the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Uh, we, listen, uh, and so when you recognize what you don't have, sometimes we could get so busy in doing everything that we don't do what God has designed us to do. Learn the word no. I, I hate saying that right around nominate. We're about to start nominating committee time. You know, I hate to uh, counsel people to say no, but sometimes you need to say no, right? So you need to pray, 
Lord, how can I best be used by you? And sometimes, now there's some people who, who need to get used to saying yes, okay? But uh, uh, you do have to sometimes narrow things down in your life. You can't do everything for everyone at all times. Uh, all of us are finite. Only God is infinite. So when you get in that lane, you can, you can really make a difference in a powerful way uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, sometimes we spend our time trying to be someone we're, we're not rather than spending the time being who God has created us to be. So if you can get in that lane, you will be much more effective in the giving of your time, of your resources, of your, of your gifts uh, to others. All right. So uh, effective giving. How, how are you effective in giving? You need to take the necessary time. You need to acknowledge what you don't have. Thirdly, you need to minister to specific needs. There was a specific need in this man's life that God wanted them to meet. And you find out what that is in verse 6 when, when uh, Peter says, get up and walk. That was his need. He needed to be able to walk. And that, this was the need that God wanted them to minister to. Um, <clears throat> we minister to specific needs. Sometimes that need may have your name on it. Sometimes it may have somebody else's name on it. Uh, but as you listen to the Holy Spirit, God can use you to meet the needs, especially, first of all, within this body of believers, right? But then also uh, in reaching people who are lost and people who have needs uh, outside as we have access to do that. Um, so... Um, you need to minister to specific needs. Sometimes God will lead us to do something very specific. Um, I can remember when Sherry and I were new in the ministry, and uh, I was working part-time as a youth director and a music director, and I was going to school. And, uh, and uh, for a while, Sherry was looking for work. Uh, but, I mean, we... Even when she found work, it was it was kind of tight. Honestly, it was kind of tight. And um, we uh, many times were like, well, "Okay, how are we gonna how are we gonna meet this specific need in our lives?" And and there would be we had these little cubby holes with the staff members' names on. It, and so, there was somebody I don't know who it was to this day would stick money in that cubby hole for us. They, I guess they looked at us and they thought, boy, they look like they need something. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, uh, but the Holy Spirit, I think, probably laid that upon their hearts. But it, it was amazing how that would come at just the right time. Other times, I've had the need for a prayer or encouragement. And uh, I'll never forget, uh, one day I was struggling, Eunice Armstrong showed up. Came into my office and said, I felt led to pray for you today. Of course, just about every time she prayed, I got blessed. Uh, but she, uh, she came and prayed for me and, and, and encouraged me in that time. And I hadn't talked to her about it. She didn't know what was going on in my life. The Holy Spirit of God laid it upon her heart. You go pray for Brother Roger. And uh, she did. And thank, thank God for the obedience of his people. Uh, other times, I've been helped. I, I remember... Um, I, I was a pastor of a previous church, and uh, there were some things that needed done in the church, and I'd help with some of those things, but I was, I was busy, and I just really did not want the, the, 
the urinal in the men's bathroom was broken. I said, God, I know I could fix that, but I really don't want to fix that. (laughs) (laughs) Would you send somebody to fix that urinal? I mean, it had been, I think it had been six weeks, and that urinal had remained unfixed. And this man, he wasn't on the committee that was supposed to deal with it. He just felt led by God, I guess. And, uh, I mean, it was like two days after I had asked God for, for somebody to come fix it. And he just, one, one Wednesday, brought his tools with him, got down, fixed it. No, no further problems with that, with that urinal. Uh, very specific, wasn't it? It met a specific need, specific ministry. Um, listen, it doesn't matter what it is, as you're, as you're responsive to God, you have a role in the fulfillment of God's kingdom purposes at this church or in that person's life, if you're ministering to somebody outside the walls of this church, and, and God can use you in a profound way if you just let him use you. All right, so effective giving, how do you do it? You need to take the necessary time. Secondly, acknowledge what you don't have. Thirdly, minister to specific needs. Fourthly, let God direct you. It's interesting what he says in verse 6. Peter said, I don't have silver or gold, but what I do have I give you. And he says this, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise and walk. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You know what that tells me? He's there as Jesus' representative. He's there on Jesus' errand. You know, I know some, I've heard people on TV say they can heal anybody anytime and, and uh, it doesn't matter. And, but you know what I found? One out of one people die. It's just true, right? Even faith healers die. Somehow they can't seem to get around that. Why do I bring that up? Well, just to, just to illustrate the fact that uh, people can claim a lot of things, but I really believe as God's people, we do things on Jesus' errand. It's not just what I think of. It's just not just what I want to do. It's what Jesus calls me to do. Does that make sense? There's a, a specific thing. And so uh, he says, in the name of Jesus Christ. In other words, this wasn't my idea. Jesus Christ wants to heal you. I'm here as his representative. And, and I invoke his authority in his name uh, because he has called me uh, to minister to you in this way. In the name of Jesus Christ. So he's letting the Lord Jesus direct him. Uh, isn't it interesting, uh, whether you look in the Old Testament or the New Testament, not every person is healed. Certain people are healed under the guidance and direction of the Lord. Uh, sometimes God on purpose doesn't heal us. Did you know that? Paul said three times, Lord, remove this thorn in my flesh. God said, no. Stop asking. My grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness Uh, so you see uh, when we serve God we do so at his leadership and at his discretion and uh, we need to let him direct us in that Uh, so 
Um, finally, I want you to see, if we want to have effective giving, we need to rely on God's power. Look at verse 7. Then taking him by the right hand, he raised him up, and at once his feet and ankles became strong. At once his feet and ankles became strong. Now there's nothing wrong, and I believe God has given us the medical profession for a reason. Thank God for them. <laughs> they're, a, they're a blessing of God. Uh, but I want you to know, Peter didn't give this man some exercises for his feet and ankles to, to strengthen his feet and ankles. This wasn't something that Peter did. This was a supernatural miracle of God. He was relying on the power of God. Listen, I don't care what you're doing. If you're cooking a meal, if you're fixing a urinal, uh, whatever it is that you're doing, if you'll pray, God, let this not just be something that I do, but let this be something I do as an act of worship to you, and let this have a, a role in accomplishing your kingdom purposes. And, and you'll trust God to use you and exercise his power through you. He'll do that. He'll do that. Um, there are times that I have shared Christ, and uh, there has been a special anointing. I, I, I'm not really sure I know how to describe that, other than I sense the Spirit's hand more with me uh, since him guiding me in a very, very specific way. Um, and I can't think of a time where I've done that uh, where God didn't work in power. Um, there's one case where that was delayed, uh, but just about every time that's happened in my life, I've seen that person come to Christ. Now, God has us sow, he has us plant water, God gives the increase, right? Uh, and we have a role in different stages, and God can use us in the planting of seeds, he can use us in the watering, as well as the harvest. Uh, but it's God's power that does it all. If it's something little that I do, if it's something great that I do, it is God from A to Z. I'm just the instrument. We have this treasure in jars of clay, that the power is of God and not of us. Peter and John had no power to heal this man. All they could do was pray for this man and trust God to use them in this man's life. And God did the work of power. Rely on God's power. I love the story of the little boy with the five loaves and two fishes. Have you ever felt like, God, I just don't have very much to give? Those little loaves that that little boy brought were probably about that size. Okay, That's what, what I've read in the, uh, in the research. Uh, the little fish, one of the, one of the Gospels uses a diminutive for the little fish, so they're probably more like a sardine than uh, like, a, like a striper bass. Okay, <laughs> These were small fish. Five loaves, two fish. Just a little meal for a little boy. But he brings it to Jesus. <laughs> That's all you got to do, right? I mean, he brings it to Jesus, 
and Jesus blesses it. He begins to break it. And all of a sudden, a multitude of 5,000 people, well, 5,000 men plus women and children, are fed. But I thought you just had five loaves and two little fish. It doesn't matter what you have. <laughs> if you'll bring it to God, if you'll be available, if you'll let God use you, God can multiply what you have and use you in a profound way. Um, so rely upon God's power. What did Jesus say? I'll never leave you or forsake you. He said, uh, as he gave his great commission, he said, All authority is given to me in heaven and earth. Therefore, go. You see, because Jesus is with us and he has all authority and he has all power, we can trust in him to do the heavy lifting of ministry. Our role is obedience and trust. His role is to work in power and to move. And so we bring what we have to the Lord Jesus. Silver and gold have I none, Peter and John say. But what they did have, God had given them. And God began to work and move and work in power in this man's life. And he was dramatically changed. His life would never be the same. From now on, he would be able to work to earn his own living. From now on, he wouldn't be barred from the worship that most of the people were able to participate in, but those who were not whole did not participate in in Israel. Um, his life would be forever changed. Every facet of his life would be different because of the change that Jesus made because someone was willing to give in leadership of the Holy Spirit to meet a specific need at a specific time with an act of obedience and God changed a life. Listen, that's what effective giving is all about. It's not about your strength or mine. It's about using what God has given us to bless other people as the Spirit leads. And if you'll do that, you will have a life that makes a difference. You might not have your, your name in the paper. You might not be on TV. But you will have a life that makes a difference because you're following the leadership of the Lord in your life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for the effective giving uh, of Peter and John. And Lord, we pray that we as your people would be effective givers for you. Help us give of our resources, God, of our money, of our time, of the spiritual gifts that we have, and, and whatever other ways you want to lead us to give, God. Just use us for your glory and for the sake of your kingdom. And Father, we pray for any who are here today that don't know Jesus Christ. I pray that today would be the day they give their lives to Jesus and, um, and surrender to him and, and trust him to keep his promise of eternal life.